What is up? Welcome to HR Simplified. My name is Matt Vady, and I'll be your host today as we talk all things ERTC, Employee Retention Tax Credits. I was joined by David Young from Rockerbox, where they help small businesses and mid-sized businesses to recoup tax credits. So we talked about everything from if you are eligible for the tax credits, how to recoup the credits, what are some things to look out for. I will leave a quick disclaimer. This was a webinar we recorded. And one thing that caused a little bit of confusion was we talked about 2021 eligibility. I noticed a couple of people bailed because they were not eligible during 2021. But hang in there if you're not eligible in 2021, because most businesses are still eligible for 2020 retroactive credits. So Hang in there, check that out, make sure that you're eligible. And if you're looking for the um, visual component to go alongside this, you can check it out on our YouTube channel or just drop us a line. We'll be happy to share that. So hope you enjoy this valuable information. And as always, if you do, please don't hesitate to leave us a five star on your podcast listener of choice. We appreciate your support and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to HR Simplified, the show where we take complex human resources topics and break them down for you. If you want to maintain compliance, improve your processes, and attract top talent, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Matt Beatty. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of HR Simplified, where we are going to be talking about all things ERTC. And the I like that if somebody's uh, wanting to make life a little bit more interesting here on the St. Patty's Day. We've already got people chiming in on the chat for those joining live. Please feel free to go ahead and jump in and, and share where you're from, what you do, what you're hoping to get out of the session today. We want to make this as interactive as possible. We're going to be talking all things ERTC, frequently asked questions and overview, all that great stuff. So I am Matt Vady. I am the CEO of ERG Payroll and HR headquartered here in Columbia, South Carolina. Normally beautiful Columbia, South Carolina, a little rainy today, but I'm joined by David Young from Rockerbox. I'm going to allow David to introduce himself here in just a moment, but we're going to be talking about all things ERTC, eligibility, the most recent expansion, the qualifications for companies. And we're recording this on March 17th, 2021. So you can put a pin in that in case we talk about something that's time sensitive. It's important to know when and where we are recording this. So David, how are you doing today, sir? Thank you so much for joining us. I am good. Thank you for having me. I got to figure out how to get, I get a better picture like yours up there. I got to get color or something, but yeah, uh, man, you guys sent me some low quality uh, photo <laughs> here. I gotta, I gotta get something better going. And, and um, yeah. And so, so David is a CPA and an attorney, and he's going to be sharing some information with us about um, some of the most recent updates and even just kind of going back a little bit, talking eligibility from 2020, 2021. And we're going to keep this as conversational as possible. Like I said, 
that. Chime in in the chat if you're listening live. If you're listening to this recording after the fact, thank you so much. And you can uh, see the visual or listen to the podcast in, in all of the normal channels. And please make sure you connect and follow with David and I on LinkedIn. And uh, we're always providing up-to-date information as it relates to human resources, specifically a lot of great stuff uh, with trying to navigate everything going on here in 2021. So I'm going to go ahead and get this thing kicked off uh, here. In, and we're going to talk about some of the different places uh, that we can be accessed and found. So if you're looking for information related to a follow-up from this, everything will be posted on ergpayroll.com. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast where you can catch updates like this, along with our YouTube channel, where we distribute updates for all size organizations, well, mostly small businesses, small to mid-sized businesses will, that will be relevant to you and help you on your journey. So let's go ahead, David, let's jump in to the ERTC overview. Why don't we just start with you kind of sharing with everybody, what is ERTC? What was the intention? What has changed? And I know we're going to dive into a little bit more of the details as we go, but let's just hear kind of the overview of what this is and what the value is to employers. Yeah, by all means. Thank you, Matt. Um, and so at a, at a high level, um, back in, 20, in March of 2020, one of the initial COVID relief packages, the CARES Act, uh, again, a name most everyone on this uh, hearing this will recall, the CARES Act was adopted and the CARES Act put forth, uh, you know, a number of different COVID relief packages. One of them, the, the two most common things everyone would have heard about was... Um, um, was uh, the PPP loans, the first tranche of PPP loans, and as well as the initial stimulus checks uh, that were sent to individuals. Um, those items got the most attention, but there was a lesser known uh, provision in there. There were many lesser known provisions, but one of them was the ERTC, the um, Employment Retention uh, Tax Credit, the ERTC. And what it did originally was it said, if you don't take PPP money. Recall the point of PPP money was to keep people employed, to take a loan to keep people working. And it said, well, if you don't take PPP loans, well, then you can be eligible for this employment retention tax credit. Meaning if you continue to employ the people without taking the loan, we'll give you a very similar benefit without the loan, but you just take the credit against your employment related taxes. And so it was a, a secondary option. And really the reason for it was because PPP loans at the time were limited to uh, 500 employees or less. And so large employers were out. And so at the time, uh, that's how it played out. If, if most of the people on this hearing this or on this call, I imagine probably uh, received PPP money. And so you would not have been eligible. And at the time, we went out and secured ERC credits for um, large employers, employers that were more than 500. And so we did that for a lot of hospital and health systems because they tend to have a lot of people with more than, have a lot more than 500 employees. But the but becomes at the end of 2020, one of the uh, latter uh, relief packages went into effect, December 27th. Uh, you have the, the, that next phase of, of relief and that adopted, again, more stimulus checks and the second round of PPP, but it also fundamentally changed ERTC. Um, among other things, at that point, they said, you can now double dip on the programs. 
So you can take both PPP and ERC. And so that opens up the door to a lot of people hearing this, a lot of people on this call to now get a, another benefit. And it also changed the rules. And it said, well, you can have one credit in 2020 and you can have more credits in 2021. And so there really is um, a lot of potential credits for a lot of people out there. I'll use our, our company as an example. We, were, we took PPP money um, and we were analyzing the rules shortly after the 20 uh, December Act went into effect. And we said, well, hang on a second, we qualify. And, and again, that's what we find as we go around the country working with a lot of different clients. So um, I know we'll get into more detail, but Matt, is that a, a fair overview for you? Yeah, that's great. Thanks for providing that. And I think the one thing, you know, as you, as you lay the foundation here that everybody's probably wondering first and foremost, and I think it's helpful because, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this and you just determine here in the first couple of minutes that your organization's not eligible, then you might save a half an hour in, in listening or watching the rest. Not that you don't want to hear David and I talk ERTC all day long. I know it's, it's how you want to spend your days and quite frankly, how you should spend your days. But let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about the eligibility for employers so people can determine whether or not they're eligible. Let's talk about also, I, I want to kind of preface this right now i'd love to hear some of your thoughts on people that either might have thought they were eligible but aren't or don't think they're eligible but are what are some of the use cases you're running into out in the field yeah so let me let me hit on on all those things um, um first like i say it's really common that we'll talk to people and they say oh we looked at this back in you know may of of 2020 and we decided we didn't qualify and again, it's just really important to point out because the rules changed in 2020, a lot of times people didn't go back and look at the rule again. And so, like I say, it is worth reevaluating at this juncture where we sit. And we're right now looking at 2021 employer eligibility. This, this, this slide really goes to the question and the issue of, do you qualify for this credit? And as you said, Matt, um, we'll talk about this and it may be a, a result where you say, hey, I'm out and you know, let, let me save some time. You should listen to this in 2020 because the rules on qualifying for 2021 and 2020 are different. So you should listen to those two parts and then make that decision. But generally the way we approach it is uh, when we talk to people is we say, hey, let's talk, about, um, let's talk about whether you qualify. And if we check those boxes, well, now we know you're entitled to money. Now the question is just how much money are you entitled to? and let's keep moving. But the initial point is just right here to say, do you qualify? And so for 2021, here are the rules for qualifying. Um, one, you either need a full or partial suspension order um, suspending your operations by the government. And let's break that down, full or partial. The government doesn't need to have shut down your whole business. Um, it could be a partial shutdown. By way of example, if you were a golf course and maybe people could golf, but you were no longer allowed to serve food or people couldn't come into your in environment, um, that's fine. Um, uh, but, 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 but you'd still qualify there because a part of your business uh, was impacted. It doesn't have to be at the state level, could be a local, could be a city, could be a county, could be any level, could be federal. Um, we just need a government order of some sort impacting or limiting your operations. Again, this is now I'm talking right now, 2021. We'll talk about 2020 in a second. Um, that's one option, okay? The second one is if you have gross, gross receipts 
gross revenue that is uh, 20% or more uh, down from, uh, from the same quarter compared to 2019. So we're comparing Q1 of 2021 against Q1 of 19. And if you had a re revenue drop comparing those two periods of 20% or more, you, you would also be eligible. You don't need to satisfy both of those uh, tests. It's not an and, it's an or. If you have a government order or you have gross receipts below 20 uh, of 20% or, or more down, um, that would also qualify either one. We see it a lot in um, um, hospitality, restaurants, events, um, most, most every entertainment type, type, type uh, function, uh, we see it in, um, just as a few examples, healthcare is also interesting. Um, their healthcare here, you know, construction is an interesting one and I'm just hitting a bunch of different, uh, industries. Construction is an interesting one. We have construction clients that really boomed in 2020, surprisingly, but now are dipping and are hitting that 20% mark. And so again, all different, but, but lots of different things there. Um, but once again, I'll just uh, hit this point hard. A lot of people were under the impression that, hey, I took PPP money, I'm not eligible. That's, that's not the case. You can double dip in these programs. Let's talk about that first uh, point a little bit, the full or partial suspension, because I, I kind of teased this because I've been hearing folks start to say, well, basically everybody's eligible now because of the full or partial suspension by the government. Weren't we all impacted by that in some way or shape or form? What, what's your interpretation of that? And what are, how are you advising your clients? Yeah, um, the, the answer is a, a wide majority of the people we're talking uh, to are impacted. Um, now that that same test exists in 2020 and 2021. The issue for 2021 is we need a full or partial suspension in this quarter of 2021. Mm, and, and that's more limited, right? Yeah. Restaurants still are checking that box. Um, event planners, event type situations are still checking the box. It, it's a little hit or miss when you move into other industries. Healthcare is also one that's hit or miss. Um, but we also see rolling sort of... Um, uh, what we call sort of rolling orders. And what I mean by that is there are orders in certain areas where you see um, spikes in, in, uh, in, in tests or positive cases and that, that impacts the county as a whole. And so um, you, you really just have a wide range of things and we're just looking for an order that, that says, hey, you can't do X, X being some part of your business and, and you probably qualify. Um, we were on, just to use, to use another example, we were on with um, uh, a, a golf owners association yesterday. And somebody said, just what you said, Matt, which is, well, wait, hang on. You're, you, this is 99.9% .9 of our members uh, qualify based on what you're saying. And the answer to that is that's exactly right. Uh, it's pretty wide ranging. That's great. And, and I think so a little bit more of a tease just to preface to folks here that that's 2021, as we mentioned, you want to be clear, because there are some differences between 2021 and 2020. And we're going to go through 2021 a little bit deeper here, talk about the qualified wages, further qualification before we dig into 2020. So if you are, there's some possibility for 2020, you might want to hang in there for just a few more minutes, and there very well could be. But let's continue on this process of looking at 2020 one and some of the qualifications what are, what are some of the other things that qualify an employer to be eligible yeah so um 
So now we're moving into in, in saying with 2021, and again, you'll you'll see as we keep moving, um, the rules between the two years are just similar enough and just different enough to be confusing. Yeah. But we'll stay with which is which is fun for everyone, right? Yeah, that doesn't sound like anything we've encountered over the last 12 months. No, no, never heard of that. But <laughs> um, so for 2021, so again, now we we've said okay, if you meet one of those first two rules, now you qualify. Okay, let's calculate your credit. And as, as it is up here, how we calculate your credit is different depending on how big of a business or organization you are. And I, I say organization because you don't have to be a business um, or, or a for-profit business. Um, in 2021, you can be a, a government entity and qualify. You can be a nonprofit and qualify. You can be virtually anything and, and, and qualify. Um, but coming here, um, if you have 500 employees, and I should say, if you have 500 FTEs as reported in your 2019 um, uh, ACA filings, that depends, that, that dictates how we calculate your credit. Um, that was a very specific way to say it. We generally just say, do you have 500 or more employees? But we can get into the granular detail here in a moment. Um, but that said, if you're under 500 employees and you qualify, um, then we calculate your, your credit based on just total wages paid. And we're running through your payroll looking uh, to, to calculate this credit and, and doing the math there. If you're over 500, now the credit's based on people who were employees who were paid, even though they may not have been working or may not have been working in traditional areas. Um, just to give you a very simple example of, well, what does that mean? Um, we run into businesses in many areas where they say, well, we were shut down. Um, we couldn't open. We couldn't open normally, but we couldn't, you know, just not pay a, our, our manager or our, our, one of our, you know, key employees or key people, because then they would leave and that would have been detrimental to us. We see that maybe in healthcare where an OR was shut down and you can't get rid of the, um, you, you don't want to get rid of a, a, a physician or a clinician. We see this in other areas where maybe we, we couldn't operate, but we couldn't let that key manager or that key person leave. Um, to, but but that's, what, that's what we're calculating. If you're over 500 employees, we're looking for those sorts of scenarios. Uh, another example would be where you furloughed people uh, or terminated people and you still had to carry their health insurance for some period. That qualifies you uh, even in that over 500 world. And so again, you know, do you qualify? Yes or no. If yes, how many employees do you have? And then we decide how we calculate that credit. All right, that makes sense or as much sense as it's gonna make, right? So, so we've determined whether or not we're eligible for 2021. We've, we've identified some of these criteria, but you know, one of the hotter topics here that's, that's coming out of this are what wages actually qualify. So when we start to look at some of the things we're going to talk through here of, of you know, percentages of qualifying wages, you know, let, let's talk about that, but also how PPP loans play into that and some of the impact that PPP has on these wages. Yeah, so, um, so you're eligible for a, a credit of up to $7,000 per employee. And so a simple example, if you had 100 employees, you were able to maximize uh, that credit, you would be looking at a $700,000 credit uh, as an organization. Um, it, and for 2021, that's per quarter. So you could get $700,000 in Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4. 
Um, so it can be a very material credit if you can qualify. It is 70% of wages uh, of wages paid. And so to get to 7,000, you need to have paid someone 10,000 and a quarter. Um, but, but that's how it's calculated. And again, depending whether you're over 500 or other 500 employees for purposes of 2021 means we're either just under 500, we're just uh, analyzing your payroll and, and calculating it based on that. Over 500, then we're hunting for those uh, paid but not working scenarios. Any impact from EIDL or PPP on that? Oh, uh, great question. Um, you, you can double dip on the program. You can't double dip on the same dollar. So that's part of the work we do when we work with someone is allocating the dollars in a way that maximizes. So let me give you a couple uh, examples of that, right? So let's say somebody qualified for both PPP and ERC. And let's say we paid a worker um, $10 uh, for, for an hour of work on, on February 1 of this year. Um, you, you, if you use that $10 to uh, qualify for a PPP forgiveness, we couldn't use that same dollar as ERC. We can't, dip, can't dibble, double dip on that same $10, but we can allocate it, right? And so uh, a couple of different strategies for allocation there, right? So um, owners, if you own, uh, I believe the rule is 60% or more of the company, you, you wouldn't qualify. Your wages don't qualify for ERC, um, but those wages do qualify for PPP forgiveness. And it, it extends to an owner's relatives in that circumstance. And so we, we manage how we allocate if there are family members in the business to put as many dollars as possible in PPP while preserving as big of an ERC credit as possible. So you do have to be thoughtful and, and strategic in how you do that, but that, that's part of what we do when we help people with it. That's awesome. Let, let's take a look at this now. The, the kind of next thing to, to consider are these eligibility windows. What are the windows? How do those work? What should we know as employers? Well, so for 2021, uh, like I say, it's always based on, on 500. It, it's 500 employees is what we're looking at, more or less. Um, we're looking for those eligibility windows um, as, as we look to apply tw uh, that PPP, right? And so again, you generally, as a rule of thumb, uh, can apply for forgiveness off of a 24-week period when you take PPP money. And so we're always sort of managing that as strategically as possible while, um, while, while applying for the ERC credit. And so for 2021, um, there, there's, you know, being a, a quarterly credit, it, it becomes pretty interesting as we're trying to balance all those things, but, but that's what we're looking at. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a, a tightrope you're walking there. Um, and if you, if anybody has any questions related to 2021, if you're watching live, go ahead and, and throw those into the chat. If you're listening to this after the fact, don't hesitate to reach out to us. I gave the contact information at the beginning, Matt at ergpayroll.com, David at rock, um, rockerbox.tech. Did I get that right? I don't have it in front of me. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. And I meant to ask you at the beginning, David, what's the story behind Rockerbox? I love that name of your company. What, what's the story behind that? We, um, we, well, we screen. So, so imagine the, the, the metaphor is a rocker box is a tool used to sift through um, data, sift through um, uh, literally in, in, in what it's from is sift through sand and rock looking for those nuggets of, of value, right? Gold uh, or, or minerals. 
Um, that's what we're doing is sifting through data in, in the HR space and finding value uh, in a number of different ways. This being one, we have other, other tax credits we help employers with. Um, and, and so just a number of different things we help in this space around. Um, Matt, if I can, I saw a question pop up while we uh, were talking um, around owners. Um, again, I believe it's 60%, um, but, but that's the standard. And so imagine you had 10 employees and you are an owner and a 60% owner, the exclusive owner. Um, and, and so you're in that 10 employees and you're in that payroll. It is true that you, as, as, as you being that 60% that, um, plus owner, um, your payroll won't accumulate for the credit. The other nine employees would, assuming the other nine employees aren't, aren't your relatives, um, but, but those employees wouldn't, um, or you as the owner wouldn't qualify, but like I say, the others would, and that's what we'd be calculating a credit based on. And what about EIDL? Yeah, EIDL, I'm sorry, help me out. Go ahead. Um, there's the the ID the EIDL loans and the money that that is uh, used from there. Would there, would that be treated the same way as PPP? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. All right, great. And we had somebody thought this credit was for the first two quarters. Has this been extended to the third and fourth quarters as well? Yep, it was just extended into the next two quarters. Um, I believe last Friday. So awesome. um, that is very new, but it has been extended into Q3 and Q4. Radical. All right. 2021, we're going to put a, a bow on that for now. We'll come back if anybody has further questions related to 2021. And now, like you said, subtle differences between 2021 and 2020. But the, the one thing that I'm seeing folks uh, that I want to make sure they're clear on is that if, if you're eligible for, for one or the other, you need to go after one or the other or both. Uh, don't leave this money on the table. So let's talk about that 2020 eligibility and how that might be different from the 2021 eligibility. So, so 2020, again, uh, two-part test, uh, same, full or partial suspension by government order. Um, uh, test number one. Second, gross receipts at 50%. Uh, a 50% decrease um, comparing quarter over quarter uh, to 2019. So comparing Q by way of example, Q2 of 2020 against Q2 of 2019, same for Q3 or Q4. If you have a 50% drop or more in revenue, then you would qualify for 2020. Or, and again, it's an or not an and, or you're looking for the government order. And 2020 is really where um, it's pretty rare we talk to somebody who doesn't qualify in 2020. That's pretty rare because as you said, Matt, um, 2021 is a little spottier depending on your industry, depending on, um, on what you're doing or what's applying here in, in, this, in, this, in, the, in the last quarter. But back in March and April of last year, it's very rare we don't find a business that wasn't impacted in some way due to the government orders. And, and again, there are some exceptions, right? But, but it's pretty rare. So do I have to have both of those things going on? So do I have to have the full or partial suspension and the gross receipts below 50% or can I just have one or the other? Just one or the other. Great, awesome. And now I just want to clarify one thing going back to 2021 eligibility is, did I read that correctly or hear that correctly in that 
the gross receipt measurement for 2021 is compared to 2019 instead of 2020. Is that correct? That's right. Everything's compared to 2019. I think, um, I think the policy behind this is essentially right. 2020 was the whole year was sort of off. And so mm -hmm. everything we're, we're comparing against is 2019. All right. So I think you're right. When you look at 2020 eligibility, I'm, I'm sorry for all those, all those, all the people who jumped off a little bit earlier and said they weren't eligible. I saw a couple of you in the chat. I'm going to uh, specifically send this back to them and make sure they jump on here at the 2020 portion and, and don't miss out on the credits available when we look retroactively now that that uh, is something we can do. So, so how does it change, if at all, when we look at the employer status related to the qualification? So you'll recall that when we did the, when we talked about this in 2021, it was a 500 employee number. Now we're now for 2020, it's a hundred. Mm. So uh, again, we're, we're once again, looking at your 2019 ACA filing to confirm what your FTE count was. But that said, now, depending on the answer to that a hundred is what we're looking for. And so if you're a hundred or less, we're taking your payroll and we're just calculating it based on what you paid to people. If you're over a hundred for this purpose, at this point, we're in the world of saying, okay, how, how did you pay people? What did you pay people who weren't uh, working or weren't working in their normal capacity? Again, some of the examples we gave a few minutes ago, uh, still being the same things we're looking for. Um, but again, a hundred is the, is the, is the uh, sort of benchmark that we're, we're using to decide how to calculate. Awesome. So what about on the qualified wages front? Is there, what's different in 2020 versus 2021? Um, same thing as before, except the number is now 5,000. It's 50% of qualifying wages up to 5,000. And there's just one credit for 2020. And so again, if that hypothetical company that had a hundred employees, um, you could qualify for $500,000 credit uh, for 2020, and that, that would be the maximum credit. We don't have multiple quarters, um, but, but, but $5,000, otherwise it's essentially the same. Okay. And so, yeah, you mentioned we, we don't have multiple quarters. We're just looking at a single quarter in 2020. Is that correct? Um, uh, or or we're, we're looking for the whole year. But okay. your eligibility window, this is where we're, we're now looking for where are those orders, what were those orders. Almost every state had an order that went into effect between March 16 and March 20. Okay. Maybe, maybe a couple of days later than that are a couple of states, but every state had some order um, that went into place during um, this window. And then the question is, how long did, did they stay? And it, it varies by industry. Um, some began to open up, some industries started opening up in May. Some remained limited in their operations going forward. Again, it, it's, an, it's a state by state and uh, loc locality by locality analysis that we engage in here. Awesome. And we've got a couple of questions coming in from Chad and, and one of these might be a little too specific. I, I, I'm not sure if we'll be able to answer this. First one is, if we're a nonprofit who does two events per year and moved our event from on-site to virtual, do we qualify as partial suspension from the government because the venue we were using for the event was initially shut down? Based on what you've just said, I believe so. I, I think you have a government order that limited uh, your operations, your normal operations. Now, you may have been able to try to do something else, but our initial, again, without knowing greater detail, my initial reaction to what you just said or would be that you probably do qualify. 
Well, and I think about that from the perspective that the that venue was likely shut down because of, a, because of a government ordinance that you couldn't get more than X number of people together at that period of time. So there's there's a pretty high likelihood there. Um, and we've got a second question that came in, but we can't use the cash that we earned from PPP in that equation, correct? Yeah, that that that's correct. And so um, so to answer that is so what normally we do when we we engage in this is we 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 give um, our, when we engage we give a, the the our clients a list of things we're looking for, and largely it's it's an export of your pay of your payroll system, right? It's an export of the data from your payroll system, so we can see um, what your payroll was over periods, and then we 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 gather your PPP. Um, uh, information and um, using a, a real uh, simple example and, and to give an example that combines both of these questions we're right now working um, with an event planning group and this 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 group put on trade shows and other events much like the first question just a moment ago was and they're in this very uh, scenario that you just said also with ppp so we take their payroll information and we map out their payroll information from march 15 through the end of the year we at the same time take their um, PPP um, uh, information and we, we analyze the two together and we ensure that we're not uh, taking, applying PPP forgiveness on an ERC credit dollar, um, but we do that analysis. And at the same time, then we're analyzing the orders that impacted them in the various states where they operated. And we say, well, you weren't allowed to put on this event here. So we so that, that, that applies and that gets you December and we do the, the analysis on those wages. And so again, just to balance uh, both those questions together, they're great questions, but, um, but that's how we um, conduct our analysis and, and work with our clients. Got it, that makes perfect sense. All right, so we've determined we're eligible. We've started to identify possible credits. Now it's uh, time to calculate and claim these credits. So if I'm doing it myself or if I'm doing it with Rockerbox, talk to us a little bit about some of the document requirements. What, what am I gonna need to submit? What does this process look like? How, how tedious is it if I decide to DIY it? Share with us a little bit about how all this works. So um, here's what we generally re request when we engage is uh, this is the, um, the initial documents we ask the clients for to help us do this analysis. Um, what we do is um, we, can, we, we do the work and we essentially give you a stack of work papers. And we give you a binder that's got basically all the work papers. Um, it's got everything to support the credit. It's got all the detail. And we'll, we'll prepare the 941 uh, or in this case, you'd be preparing a 941X. If you're talking about 2020, you'd be preparing a 941X, essentially an amendment. You amend your 941 um, in order to, to get your refund. And just to talk about that for a second, we get a lot of questions sometimes about people saying, well, here's how much I paid in FICA. What do I get to claim? It's, this is an odd program. The government basically said, here's how you calculate how much money you're entitled to. So go apply these rules. And you come back and say, okay, let's pretend that credit came back at $100,000. And you say, well, but my FICA is this or my FICA is that, or, or here's my payroll taxes. It actually doesn't matter. We, we're, we're, it doesn't matter at all. This is a refundable credit. It just so happens the way you take it is through your, your, your payroll uh, filings, and which is sort of strange and sort of uh, unique, but, but nonetheless, that's what it is. And so what we do is we give you that binder um, we can prepare that 941X for you, that amendment, and you can uh, file it and get a refund. 
uh, for the number uh, that whatever you're entitled to. Uh, and so that's what you get. Um, in 2021, we're in a position where the filings aren't uh, complete. And so uh, we work with someone to uh, claim the credit um, uh, in real time and, and hopefully avoid having to outlay that cash at all. Gotcha. Okay. So document requirements for 2021, pretty negligible, or it looks like we're missing a couple things here. Uh, pretty, pretty, they're, they're pretty, it's pretty much the same. List of okay. Awesome. And so seems like a, um, you know, a process that somebody could embark on on their own. Um, and I know that we've tried to help folks navigate this independently without Rockerbox for some of our clients. And uh, it was very tedious with a lot of questions and sort of limited expertise out there and a lot of kind of uh, trying to do what, what we're doing here today, find the education, get into the things. So, so what if I want to work with a company like Rockerbox? How, how does that work for me as an employer? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it certainly is the case that somebody can, can, can work on this on their own. Um, that said, it is in your payroll filings. And so there are issues if, if it's done wrong, we've, we've, we've helped people fix that. Um, we've had situations where people have done a DIY job and their, their penalties and each other issues uh, out, outweighed what would it, would it cost if we had done it to begin with, but that's certainly a possibility. Um, we, we make this really simple. Um, we do a contingent fee. Um, that contingent fee means that either we find you money and you get money and we get a small part of that, um, or else we don't find you any money and it doesn't cost you anything. And it's really that simple. Um, the lift on, on you all for, for our clients to do this is, is really a couple hours because we're asking for uh, a handful of documents and then we go off and do the work. We come back and we may ask you a few questions along the way, but, but not very many. And um, we're able to go off and do the work and come back and, and give you that package. We've secured, I think that the count right now is 30 million and, and growing in the amount of credits we've gotten for people. And um, we're, we're happy to keep on going and hopefully help some, some more people. Well, somebody ch uh, chimed into the chat with the question of, so I can ask my payroll company to do this. And, and I'll answer that as the owner of a payroll company. And that's, uh, I know for us, we had the decision to make of whether or not we wanted to help our clients to, to really the, the front end work, that certification, identification, claiming of the credits um, is the part where we looked at all the work involved in that. We just said, you know what? we're probably not best suited to do this. We don't have the internal expertise. We don't have the bandwidth. We don't have the time. Uh, but as you saw, to kind of answer your question on the other side of that, yes, you're going to have to recoup the credit through payroll. So you will engage your payroll company at some point um, or at least your payroll tax filing, regardless of how you do that. But, but I know from my perspective, after I, I looked at this at face value and I said, oh, this is simple. We can help our clients do this. So, you know, it just is going to require X, Y, and Z. And then the more I started digging into it, I said, you know what, let's, let's just uh, engage with our good old friends over at Rockerbox and let them uh, go ahead and do their thing and file all these uh, on behalf of our clients, because it's just going to be easiest uh, for everybody involved to, to have the professionals do it. And to this point of what's on the screen right now, as we're sharing with those watching the webinar, it's... 100% contingent. If they, if you guys don't find any credits, they don't pay anything. And so it, it's a win-win for everybody involved uh, was my perspective on it when we evaluated whether or not we were going to provide this to our clients as a payroll company. So 
Uh, let's talk about some of your early wins. Like you mentioned, I think you said you've, you've captured uh, um, 30 million in credits or something along those lines. Well, talk to us about some of the wins and some of the industries that you guys had a lot of success in. You know, again, as you're saying, um, it's really been um, just about every um, um, industry we've looked at has opportunity. We've really not found any where there's, where there's none. Again, just to give you what, what are almost silly examples, take, take, a, take a law firm. Uh, most every, uh, if a law firm's doing um, uh, litigation, trial work, almost every court in America has mm. been limited its activities. And so again, the examples are far reaching and, and only, only limited really by your imagination. Everybody's been affected just about. And so here are just some uh, simple examples, but, but a few. Um, hospitals, again, have such large employee counts. Those credits can really add up. And, and they were under some really hard uh, limitations there early because um, all elective procedures were suspended for some period of time in, in almost every state. And so hospitals are, are, are an example where you really see some big credits. Um, but nonetheless, you know, here's a world where you still see meaningful credits, you know, uh, in a in number of ways. Um, almost every restaurant uh, we've seen has been impacted, right? Indoor dining has been suspended. Most restaurants are, are down. Um, even the ones that are up, though, are impacted by orders limiting what they can do. Um, we've seen, um, again, just a few examples being, um, as you say, skill or trades. Um, we've seen construction groups, we've seen a, a electrician groups uh, that qualified here. Just again, it, it's incredible, but, but it's pretty rare that we run into a business that isn't eligible for something. Um, you know, I don't know if my metaphor works or not, but I, I often tell people this, this credit's really like walking down the street and you see a $20 bill on the ground. Are you, you, know, you going to pick it up? That's, that's really all this is. And uh, most, most people are eligible for that $20 bill, except in many cases, it can be more than that. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I think to the point earlier, I got to make sure I distribute this back out to the people that jumped off before they saw the 2020 eligibility, because I think that's one of the biggest uh, components of this is just understanding that it's not a single year and the rules change a little bit year over year. Um, so the one last question coming in here on the chat, if I had employees, but went down to only myself working and I'm a 50% owner, am I still eligible? So I, I'd want to see the specifics on that because the question is, when did you go down, right? And, um, and did, was it on March 15th that everybody got laid off or was it on April 1st? Because if we're talking April 1st, well, you, you, you probably got a credit of a couple thousand bucks at least, you know, something. Um, and so um, the, the, the question is, there's, there's still probably money there. It's just, just how much. And uh, we will help anybody. Um, if it really is just you uh, and you are 50% owner, I think we qualify because I think the number is 60%. And again, I'll double check it, but that's the number um, that I believe is applicable. And so you might still even get a credit in that situation. Awesome. And our good friend, Sean Witkowski, just chimed in. Hey, Sean, what's up? He wants to know. So he said, all right, owner's wages with 60% or more ownership don't count. But I heard that spouses of these owners do count, but not any other relatives. Is that correct? Um, I don't think that, unfortunately, I don't think that's correct. The, the rule is broad enough to capture marriage, stepchildren. Uh, I think, I think it's, 
even go so far as to uh, be potentially step-grandchildren. Um, and so really our, our, our rule of thumb is family members are gonna be out. Mm. But if, if there's a unique scenario that somebody wants us to look at, we'd, we'd be happy to. Well, once again, one of the reasons why I've enjoyed working with your team is because of the fact that you guys are playing this close to the close to as close to the line as you can while still making sure that you're getting the credits that people are eligible for. Because going back to the earlier comment, there are a lot of people taking that 2021 um, information and, and kind of twisting it in different ways and making assumptions to, to try to get credits for their clients that ultimately could come back to bite them in the long run. And, and we really don't want to be a part of that. Uh, we want to provide tr trusted information, trusted resources, and trusted partners that can, can help our clients and our, our partners and friends. So um, uh, on that note, if anybody's looking for further resources related to ERTC, if you simply go to our website, ergpayroll.com, you'll see a coronavirus or a COVID section right at the top. There's a ton of stuff on there. You can subscribe to any of our channels, YouTube particularly. We put out a lot of great videos. But yeah, I just want to offer up our contact information one more time. Uh, it's matt at ergpayroll.com or david at rockerbox.tech. If you reach out to either one of us, we're happy to help on this. Like mentioned early on, this is a purely contingency thing from Rockerbox. So you have nothing to lose if you're looking for somebody to help you with the processing of these credits. Uh, if you just want more guidance, uh, like I said, we've got some resources to help you along your way. David, any parting thoughts before we move on here for the day? No, uh, other than to just say thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, everyone. I, I, I hope everyone, uh, I hope this was helpful and informative. And again, like I say, we'd love to help anybody who has an interest here. And like I say, most people are qualifying for something and it's just how much. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And as always, this information was brought to you today by ERG Payroll and HR. Um, we're doing our best to help educate all of you and uh, as to all of the goings on as it relates to COVID and everything else going on in the world that relates to HR compliance to help employers to navigate these unique circumstances. Uh, we are a mission-based company. We actually give away 5% of our business to nonprofits. That's 3% of all revenue, 1% of our time, and 1% of our product. And we really view it as part of our mission to serve the business community in any way that we can. And so we're grateful and and also hopeful that this information was helpful to those of you that uh, jumped on today. And I always part with my favorite quote whenever we do one of these sessions from Jim Goodnight that 95% of your assets are going to drive out of the gate, walk out of the door every evening. It's your job to keep maintain a work environment that keeps these people coming back every morning. And we, one of the best ways we can do that is by keeping our business afloat, right? And taking advantage of all the resources that we have available to us to make sure uh, that, that we're not only surviving, but thriving as we go through this uh, unique circumstance that we face in 2020 and 2021. So thank you again, David, for this really valuable information. We appreciate your time today. And I look forward to talking with all of you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. Have a good day.